Welcome, travelers. I'm Josh. I'm Glenn. And I'm Lee Wanika. And this is Tabletop Journeys, where we will be your humble guides on the quest to RPG adventures. Here at Tabletop Journeys, we are all devoted role players and storytellers at heart, and we absolutely love sharing our passion with you. In our main podcast episodes, we discuss D&D 5e's core rules and ever-expanding content, while also showcasing other RPG systems and bringing you fresh, new projects from indie content creators. Let us help you get the most out of your story, no matter what game world you're playing in, because detailed settings, heroic characters, vibrant NPCs, and a focus on story over rules can make any campaign legendary. Here's a message from friends of the show. I'm Madam Chris. And I'm Madam Amy. We're still buried with glorious purpose. But it's not to discuss the Marvel Universe anymore. As hosts of the revamped podcast, The Madams, we're freeing ourselves to discuss whatever movies we want, but still minus the mansplaining. Every week, we'll be discussing a film that fits into a quirky theme for the month. And we've got plenty of new bonus content planned for our Patreon feed, too. Join us for our relaunch on Monday, August 1st, as we kick off Nerding Out Month with an episode on The Batman. In the meantime, find us on Twitter and Instagram at The Madams Pod. And check out our new website, themadamspod.com, where no matter what, Infinity Stones will always be a girl's best friend. Welcome everybody to today's episode. So we are really excited. We've had uh, we've been trying to get this guest in particular on the show here for a while. I know that he has been on a, several other shows that uh, that we talked to uh, talking to you, Danilo and Mike from Nineteen Hits the Dragon. So we're going back to that. But before we introduce our guest this evening, Mr. Miller, good evening. How are things in the fine, wonderful state of Connecticut that I was very happy to avoid in all the driving that I had to do over the last couple of days? The traffic was. Moida, I say. Moida. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, my trip earlier this evening and getting back was a bit of a challenge. But you know, look, at the end of the day, I'm walking upright. I'm having a wonderful time. My life is not mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. bad as others. I got it pretty nope. dang good. And I'm happy to say uh, here I am talking with one of my best friends in the world, talking to a great content creator about the hobby that I love. And I spend a large share of my waking free time working with and working within. So. This is going to yep. be a good night, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, no, same here. There, there are worse things to be doing on a Thursday night than sitting around talking about the tabletop RPG space with awesome content creators. And so, with that fabulous segue, let us introduce our guest for this evening. And like I said, we've been trying to put this interview together now for it feels like months, but finally, it feels uh, like closer to a year. Yeah, but uh, but uh, finally, after however many months it has been. Welcome, Christian, from my sound delve to Tabletop Journeys. Good evening, sir. How are you this evening? I'm great. Happy to be with you guys on this fine Thursday evening. Absolutely. Excellent. So we're going to do what we normally do here. We're going to pepper you with questions and ask you to expound upon all the wonderful stuff that you are doing with my sound delve. The first question that I've got here, the nice softball opening salvo is... If somehow people listening to our show don't know what my sound delve is, give us the elevator pitch. What is it? Sure, thanks. So my sound delve is a mobile TTRPG soundboard app. That's the high level of it. And essentially what it does is it puts the power of audio in a player and or GM's hand. It's designed to match what your character can do in an encounter. And so it's combat, it's spells. I've even started to get into skill check sound effects. So anytime that there is a decision that needs to be made 
with a die roll, I'd like to have an audio sound capability for it. And either I've made a sound for it, and we're up to th- about 3,000 sounds in the, uh, in the sound galleries. I know. I make, uh, I make new content for it every month. And, but there's also the ability for folks to use the app to record their own voice and incorporate those with our sounds, as well as import their own personal sounds. We play Starfinder in my gaming group. I homebrewed in Wookiees because they're a great character race. And so we've got two Wookiees. So I'm like, oh man, I need to have those sounds. So I went to the internet and exactly. And so I, I would put them on here, copyright. I just yeah, exactly. I so, right. so anyway, so I grabbed them and and put them on a Google Drive that's shared with my players. And so all the sounds that we have, we throw out there that aren't in the app itself. And so everybody can just grab them and incorporate them in, into the app for our play. And uh, Excellent. Yeah, yeah, that's what my sound of is. It's an audio tool, much akin to other tools at the table. So they don't necessarily replace dice. They can supplement die rolling. And I've got a, nice. an, an update that I'd like to talk about during our interview later on. Absolutely, because certainly one of the topics that we're going to be talking about is what's next for Mind Sound Delve, but we'll go ahead and get to that later in the show here. Right on. Mr. Miller, your turn. Yeah, thank you. Christian, I've been waiting for this interview forever since I first heard you on Danilo's show. I heard you, I think, during our prep for our first or second episode. No, I think it was during our prep for our first episode there. I heard you on his show, and I was like, man, I got to get to talk to this guy because like everything about this app was something that I needed, wanted at my table. Shame on me. I've not got it yet because once we started talking to you, I wanted to talk to you because I had a couple of questions, not necessarily to help me uh, go ahead and pick up the app, but more because I just wanted to have a greater understanding of how I could use it. I'm not great with technology. I'm learning tech <laughs> with that technology. So I guess my question is, for those of us neophytes out there who are not awesome with technology, but we're learning, we look generally look for low input resource, i.e. my brain, low brain resource tools that can help us quickly at the table. And that's me as a player and as a storyteller. Are some of the, what does some of the interface look like for my sound elves so that those of us who aren't that great can really jump in and start using this right off the rip? I'm going to say uh, two things. I'm going to say that the competitors that I face in the audio space are probably easier to use than my sound. And that may sound counterintuitive to somebody who wants to break into this market. But let me say it this way. If you, the way I wanted the interface to work, okay, what do you typically play as a character? Are you a spellcaster or are you a martial character? I play a lot of everything and I'm primarily a DM more than anything else. So I cover a lot lot of ground, but the primary character I'm playing at least live stream right now is a, is a battle master warforged. Okay. Got it. Even the the, the game master. So it's not a spell per se. So it's going to be a combat. The way that I do my sound effects and then utilize the app itself is I have an action sound and then you, as the user of my sound delve, create a scenario that matches your character sheet or NPC or creature if you are DMing. So you've got an action sound, which would be like, I don't know, just a simple thing would be like pulling a sheath or like a battle cry coming up into, that's the action sound. Then you've got four potential results. Did I hit? Did I miss? Did I critically hit or did I critically miss, a.k.a. fumble? And so you create a scenario and you put in all five sounds. The five sounds that you would choose would be different from the sounds that Josh would choose. Okay, so it's a very unique experience versus what I see in the marketplace is sword and it's all together. It is the whoosh and then smack boom, a hit or whoosh and a miss together. So when you press a button, right, in, in one of my competitors, it's like the whole thing is already combined. I make all my sound effects in pieces. So they're pieces of a puzzle. Then you, as the user, will put that puzzle together to match your scenario, to match your character's options. 
if you're a spellcaster, your action would be the verbal component. And I hired, I've, I'm up to 14 voice actors, and I've got a variety of character voices, both male, female, and androgynous, to actually, I wrote three languages, one for arcane language, one for divine, and one for druidic, to be the verbal component, because that was one of the driving forces for me to create this app, was 99% of spells have a verbal component, but I would say 99% of the tables never use it. I wanted a tool that actually bring that forth. And what's cool is you can record your own voice and make your own language in the app. Yeah, I absolutely love that now that I'm hearing that because I play in a play-by-post game. Just thinking the same thing, yeah. Where I decided somewhat recently in the last five or six years, I've spent a lot more time dealing with my hair. My family's from Africa. We're proud members of the Lozi tribe from traditionally from Baratsiland, now part of Zambia. It's only been recently that I've been able to find tokens and things that represent a black character. And so I'm playing a warlock who is a fisherman who has obviously a number of spells. But what I wanted to do to make this very unique in that play by post is I actually translated the names of each of the spells into Swahili by way of Google Translate. And for my audience and family members out there, no, Swahili is not the language of (laughs) my tribal people. However, our language is not in Google Translate. So I did not have the ability to make those translations as I don't speak that language. But one of the things that I found very cool was that they made very magical sounding names. So for example, in Swahili, if you want to say hex, the actual word is hex. So it has some extra syllables. It has some nice things. I will often, when I'm playing this play by post, when I go to cast hex, I will add a little gravitas to the voice. and It'll be and I say unto you, Hexy, carry on. <laughs> and um, nobody hears this, but I type it and I put it in bold letters. My fellow uh, players, they know what I mean. But it's kind of one cool that that the thought that I can start doing some of that with some of my other games that so I'd have an ability to kind of do that rather instantly so I can do all that research yet not slow down the game as I'm looking up. What's that name again? Because like I said, I know that one very well. Yeah. And warlocks are great for this because there's not a lot of spells, but if I'm playing a wizard, <laughs> that's a lot of legwork. You'd be surprised. 15 um, seconds that you got to do. Yeah, so I've got a rule. None of my sound effects are greater than nine seconds. And the other rule that I have is I don't have any ambience. I don't have a place for you to blow a really great soundtrack and then play that in the background. That was a conscious choice. The app itself is fairly large. It's, you know, like 500 megabytes. So it takes up a decent amount of space on someone's device. And so if I were to add in songs, forget about it. My 3000 sounds is really taking up a lot of space. But you would like the fact that you create a scenario and then you can, you each scenario has an icon. You can upload an image from your phone or device, whatever, it goes to your library. And so you can create your own image or assign an image to that. And then you can group. So you can have an image of your warlock. You press that icon and then it opens up all the scenarios that you've built for that character. So I've got a a cleric that I play and then I've got summon and underneath the summon icon, I've got like all the different types of monsters that that character can summon. And like this, that would be bats. Nice. So I just simply said, oh, that would be my turn. I'm going to summon some bats. Here we go. And I, I literally press the button success in the phone. And once I've built it, I, it's saved and it's always available. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. That is so cool. So I love... I love everything about this. First of all, let me just go ahead and start there. This is just the coolest way, the coolest thing I can think of with the way that you you build your scenarios and everything like that. How did you come to this? What led you to develop my sound Delve? Like, where did it? What's the genesis of it? Some people may think this is a sad tale, but oftentimes there is something good that comes out of scarcity, and 
my scarcity was playing Dungeons and Dragons. I mentioned that before we started the show, I mentioned that I was playing with my last dungeon master and for scheduling issues and whatever, we just could not get together. And so for about, we had one campaign that took 10 years to come because we got together two or three times an entire year. So I was very impatient in cigarette breaks. Let's get back to the game. Like (laughs) we got to wait six months before we get together again. I'm taking so many breaks. And, uh, and, I got, I, I started collecting because with that guy, we started with Lego figurines. Then I got into the Wizards of the Coast, pre painted plastic minis, and I've never turned back. I have been collecting yep. them since they, they came out. My collection is huge. My, uh, my kids make fun of me that I have more toys than they do. Andrews are better. Of, what's that? <laughs> Andrews are better. And then I started making terrain. I made. I started making three-dimensional terrain, and so I'd collaborate with the dungeon master, and I'd make some terrain because I didn't like the gridded vinyl mat. And uh, and then in my mind, just started going, okay, what's next? How can I make this more immersive? How can I make this better? And I started looking at sound apps that were out there, and Sirenscape was like just like coming out. They hadn't quite affiliated with Wizard of the Coast or Paizo yet, and. And so there was like, there was nothing really in the market. And I will tell you, it's a lot of it has to do with copyright. There's not, it's hard to not necessarily get around, but it's hard to work within that and then give somebody a tool. Like somebody would love to just have my sounds and put it in their jukebox and then have virtual gameplay with them. I just can't do that. I'm locked into certain limitations with copyright. But anyway, that was my impetus going from, Lego figurines to regular figurines to adding terrain. And what the hell can I do next for the three times I get together? And I'm like, oh man, I really want audio. So I I found some apps and I started testing around with them or whatever, but it just didn't do what I wanted it to do. I wanted a sound that matched the die roll. Was it successful? Was it really successful? Was it failure? Was it really a fumble? And uh, and I mocked up, I actually used PowerPoint because I didn't have publisher at the time, I mocked up a little quick wireframe and just sat on it for years. So this idea, I really baked it in 2011, sat on it until I launched in 2020. That's a long time to sit on a single project, just ruminating on it. But I've, I have had projects like that. Where, like we were talking pre-show and everyone on our show knows not only is my background in music, but I'm also a computer programmer and I'm the kind of computer programmer that like has my own AWS account and randomly teaches myself Java over the weekend because my father-in-law needs a fantasy baseball app, that kind of thing. Having those projects kind of ruminate and kind of chip away at them forever. My project graveyard is full of all of the grand ideas that I've had over the last 20 years that I've, that I promised myself I'm going to go back and chip away at and, uh, and complete at some point. And so the fact that you have actually gone back and chipped away at it and completed it is fantastic. So that's amazing. Uh, yeah. yeah. I say it was an itch I could not scratch until yep. I, I brought it forth. And a lot of creators, I think, have that, this like this nudge, this thing that they just need to give birth to. Yeah. And uh, and that was me. And in- interestingly enough, yeah. I had two app ideas, SoundDelve <laughs> and my SoundDelve, and they were going to be sister apps that communicated with each other. And the my Soundell version was the in-app recording and the uploading, so that's all yeah. your stuff. And then yeah, Soundell yeah. was going to be all the stuff that I had and the interface, and they were going to talk to each other. But my developers, I like, we can put all that in one app. My Soundell yeah. won out over Soundell. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, so cool. Yeah, to that point, Josh, one of those graveyard ideas that we had, I want to say back in two thousand one ish. No, 20 no, years two, ago. Anyway, I think it was when we first started legitimately talking about it was doing some kind of radio show or podcast back in 2003. We finally came clean with the idea in 2020, end of 2020. Yeah. We got to by about 10 years. We sat yeah. on one for a while too. Yeah. And so, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. And so glad we did because the first idea would have been horrible. It would have broke horrible. my soul Ugh. if we had gone <laughs> with that idea. Uh, yeah, yeah. We were going to do a politics show, which yeah. uh, in 2003, they were politics of plenty, as with today. Yeah, it it would have been fun. 20 years later, the politics isn't fun anymore. So that's. Yeah. <laughs> we prefer to talk about things that are less mean spirited. Exactly uh, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and have legitimate solutions like 
hey, I want to make a thing that sounds like such and such. Let's yeah. get a guy. <laughs> Let's go talk to a guy. We like things with solutions. So yeah. uh, along those lines, you mentioned some of the copyright rules that kind of alter and change trajectory with apps and specifically your app and how it came to be. Can you let us know, like for content creators who are out there streaming, whether it be on Twitch or whatever, what can they use, if anything, during live streams? What are the rules that apply? Like, how can these things be done? How does that impact you and how you're developing new sounds as you go forward? Sure. A lot of it has to do with monetization. So if I'm just doing something and I'm releasing it into the public, there are easier, less constrictive licensing capabilities. So you'll need to look at what is the license structure like. And so every sound house, every sound effect company has publishes their licensing. And you'll take a look at that. And I'm too dumb to, I shouldn't say that. A lot of the licenses are written in a way that just doesn't make sense to someone like me. So I have sent to my attorney, my copyright attorney, take a look at this. Can I use sounds from this company for what I'm trying to do? Now, a lot of sound houses will say like, available to use on YouTube. And okay, that's great. There's some that you'll go and you'll take a look and it'll say, just acknowledge me. Awesome. And that's like me, like any podcaster that's out there that wants to use my sound dial for their actual real play or like a streamer that wants to use it. Awesome. Use it. Just acknowledge me. Put me in your show notes, right? You don't even have to put me in the little icon of your Twitch station, right? That's fine. You're going to want money for that. And I don't really have much of that at this time. So I don't have a a huge advertising budget, but look at the licensing and look at how, is it a commercial license? Is it a personal license? Those kinds of things you'll want to look for. And, uh, and for me personally, for my sound delve, I actually only use two resources. One is boom library. And I purchased through a commercial license, a series of their sound packs and they come with, I don't know, 1,500 to 5,000 sounds for each of their sound packs. So I've got like creatures, medieval weapons, close combat, assault weapons. And so I've purchased a lot of them and I have them in folders that I will reference and I'll take pieces. And then I ma- manipulate them also with a company called Artlist.io. And they've, I've got a perpetual license with them for commercial use. And so I've never been blocked by anything that I've put out there on Twitter, on YouTube, whatever, because I'm covered with those licensures. Uh, because I share your, uh, it's at what I may be putting words in your mouth and correct me if I am, your disdain for legalese and the way <laughs> our vaunted Congress must write things in every way possible so that the average man doesn't get it. And so anybody picking up your app, I'm John Smith. I, I stream games. If I want to, as long as I give you some acknowledgement in my show notes or give you a quick shout out during the broadcast or whatever, I'm okay to pick up yours and not have to worry about monetization issues because we're confident in your source material. Correct. That is it. Correct. That, that is yeah. everything. Yeah. Two weeks ago, I had somebody reach out to me on Twitter being like, Actually, it wasn't even me. They made a tweet and I'm like, yeah, we've got episode blah, blah, blah coming out. And we're using great sound effects for my sound elf. And I look at that like on Sunday morning, I'm like, holy shit, that's awesome. <laughs> I like ran to, my, ran to my wife. I'm like, look, I don't even know these guys. They're using us. Yeah, This is what I want. I want people to take advantage, totally use these. This is, it's not open source. And there's a hundred sounds that come free and my developers are like all up in arms over it. Like Christian, you give too much content away. And I'm like a hundred sounds against 3000 capable. It's not a lot. And if you take the hundred sounds and you pull back the layers, Oh, I play a fighter. Well, how many of those hundred sounds are applicable to a fighter? Oh, I play a spellcaster. Oh, how many sounds are it's, I understand what they're saying. They want the, cause I really want more people. I've got, like 1,500 downloads between Android and, and uh, iOS. 
less than 20% are subscribers. And subscribers get all the stuff. They get all the content. They can upload sounds. They can use the in-app voice recording. I need more subscribers. I've got some great plans that I want to do for the app. But anyway, so there's some great free content there. And I don't even make you watch a 30-second video because that will screw up the flow of the gaming session. So I don't even do that. And my, my, my developers like, you know, really need to think about advertising. Yeah, I, I put a lot out there for free. We absolutely, we absolutely feel you on the, on the yes, subscriber, the patronage issue. We have some amazing patrons of our show. They fuel the fires without a doubt. They keep, us, they keep the lights on here at TTJ. But having others join in so we can get to those higher level goals and those other things that we have on the horizon We've got some projects that are not in the graveyard. They're just on the top shelf waiting to be utilized. So we get you on that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And since you've opened the door, I think, uh, I think it's probably a good point in the show to go ahead and walk through it. So what are, where is my sound delve going next? What's the next frontier? Where do you want the app to go? And what's the kind of the next piece of functionality that you want to introduce? So I've got a number of projects and it's really a number or matter of prioritizing. The first thing I want to do is create a place for the app to be stored on our own server. So right now we're leveraging Android and Apple, right, for their stores. And that's why when you download the free version, you're getting all 500 megabytes. You're getting the whole content. (laughs) It's a big download. And so what I want to do is store it up on the web. I'm sorry, in in the cloud. Yep. That opens up a number of opportunities for me for a web-based version so that folks that are streaming, that's the, I know that's a limitation in streamers. I hear you loud and clear that you don't like the mobile version of the app. It's But it's where I started, and it's a player tool, and phones are just prevalent at the table. And so that's where I wanted to start. But know that on my roadmap, I've got a web-based version that I want to utilize. I also will be able to utilize, once I have that, an app-lit version, meaning when you get the free version, it's just a quick download. It's just 100 sounds. And then if you want to subscribe, then there's a sync that happens. And now, okay, cool. I've got all this content. I will wait for it. I also want to do gamification. And so if you've built X number of scenarios or you've done the number of recordings, you can unlock things. And so I will have things to that can be unlocked, which would be sounds that are not available anywhere except through a trophy. So it's an audio trophy, okay, for certain things that you do in the app. And uh, I also I hired a marketing firm to give me some ideas on a, a user interface. So mm-hmm. right now, when you create a scenario, there's a section on the bottom I call a swift roll bar. And that is it's success, fail, critical, and fumble. And then there's also a die roller. And so the die roller is using our randomized die roller. So I want to change the user interface and make it a little more friendly. When you build a scenario... Now we're going to have a second layer for you and those icons to, for success, whatever, will be larger. We'll also have a randomization so you can actually put multiple actions, multiple hits, multiple of each, and it would just randomize. So you don't even know what the sound effect will result in, which will be a really nice additive as well as a free sound. So there'll be a free sound so you can bring something else in because maybe you're a game master and you want the sound of somebody stepping on stairs in that particular scenario. So there's even some greater capabilities around that. So some user interfaces on my roadmap. And then additionally, so I backed Pixel Dice. And I don't know if you're familiar with Pixel Dice, but they are Bluetooth dice. Oh, nice. So, yes. So the first iteration we'll do is just the 20s. That will allow for a 20-sided die roll at advantage and disadvantage. And when you roll it, it will interface with the phone so you don't have to press 
success, failure, whatever. All you'll need to do That's in the awesome. phone is the dungeon wow. master will say, oh, you need a 20, 22 to hit. Okay, so I put 22. I roll the Bluetooth dice. Boom, I hear the sound. Everybody at the table hears the sound. Right? Was it successful? Was it critical? Was it failure? Was it fumble? So okay, those are like the, cool. <laughs> those are the big rocks that I want to do uh, on my roadmap. Yeah, that's hot. That's really cool because that's so. I know that one of the things that you say on uh, like in the bio on your website is how you you don't necessarily want to make this like a video gameization of the tabletop role playing game experience, but you want to oh, homage is the wrong word, but you want to acknowledge that making games a kind of a multimedia experience is valuable, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. There's AR. I've seen AR. I've seen VR out there. And one of the things that I loved about playing Baldur's Gate, and I think I may say this in every interview, but it's so true. And I played the old, like the first iteration that came out on floppy disk. Sure, yeah. I'm so old. It came with a floppy, but you're among friends here. It's okay. Yeah. But I think I had the CD. Yeah, and yeah. so I played Icewind Dale and I played Baldur's Gate back in the early 2000s. And when you're creating your characters, you get to choose from a small list of voice actors. And that gives that your character personality. That never left me. The power of having a voice. And that's why my tagline moved. Originally, it was called you're the new way to roll. And I was really focused on like the rolling element of it because that's really the determining factor of the sound from an action to the result sounds is the role. But as I've advertised, as I've commercially spoken with folks and I've realized that's not the right tagline, the right tagline is express your character. And so I gravitated toward that because as if you've advertised promoting your stuff, you're, you've got limited characters in Twitter and, and other social media. So you've got to condense it down. And over time, it's helped me to be more precise with, A, what, who we are, what we do, our brand, and whatever. And it really is about that unique expression. That's super cool. And I, I love the uh, the marrying with the Bluetooth dice there. That's a, just a fabulous combination to go ahead and tie the dice directly into the experience and everything like that. That sounds fantastic. So, Well, what's great about them is they've made their API open source. Yeah. So you can plug in with them. So that's pretty awesome. That is pretty cool. Because they also glow. And you can go in, <laughs> you, can, you can plug in the serial number of your die and actually like program what pattern, what color, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So it's I actually, cool. I backed something on Kickstarter. Oh, man, and I wish I had the Kickstarter up in front of me to remember what the name was. But basically, it's the same kind of thing where it's like you can put, it's like a one by one square that lights up and you can put your mini on it. And then you can control the color of the square with your phone. So if if it's uh, if it's bloodied or if uh, if the creature has died or if, if the creature is uh, suffering from a condition or you know, if it's paralyzed or whatever, you can change the color of the square that the mini sits on. So you get that visual representation. And I just think not just from like a, from like a player accessibility point of view, but also from just like an ease of viewing point of view, like everybody loves the little condition rings. Cause it, like, again, it gives them that visual indication of, okay, Absolutely. I have just, I've just petrified these th- 30 people over here that they're all on one side of the board or whatever. And so like anything that you can do to make, make all of this more, more multimedia, more everything like that, I'm absolutely down for. So, yeah, no, that's fantastic. Did you know that you could have been listening to this episode two days ago? That's right, because early access to our episodes are only one of the benefits that we offer to our Patreon subscribers. You can get early access to our episodes, as well as Patreon-exclusive content, and the opportunity to go ahead and play at a table with your favorite hosts. Why don't you go check out www.patreon.com slash ttjourneys and check out the fantastic rewards that we've got offered for as little as $1 a month. Right now, we're running a membership drive through our anniversary date at the end of November. If we can get to 20 subscribers by then, we're going to start doing a regular live show with more content coming to you all the time. And if we can get up to 30 subscribers, then we're going to open up our tables for a second monthly game. So if you don't want to play in the actual play episodes, you can still come and play with your hosts on the download. 
Hope you're enjoying the show. Please make sure to like and subscribe. And thank you for listening. You're up again. So you have over 3,000 different sounds already on the airwaves, so to speak. I recall from previous interviews that you've done that you have different sound packs for different types of scenarios. Last time you were on a show that I heard, I believe you spoke about you have almost like a sci-fi type setup. And it sparked my imagination because I'm getting ready to put together a Star Trek game later this summer through Star Trek Adventures Modiphius. Myself and a good friend are working on that. Tell me about some of the different sound packs you, that you have that are out there that that hit other genres beyond your standard high fantasy D and D Faerun type plays. Like, what are some of the different areas you've branched out into, and where do you see future uh, sound packs going? Sure, I've done three science fiction sound packs. I hate using the word sound pack. Only because it sounds like you can buy that pack. In essence, the subscription, it's like it's an all, the way I do it, it's all or nothing. So nothing is a hundred sounds, some functionality, but a hundred sounds. And then subscription, there's three options, right? Three different levels. I'm monthly five, five, five ninety nine, four nine, four ninety nine. So terrible. It's five bucks a month if you're going yeah. monthly. It's, if you commit to six months, it's $4 a month. And if you commit to a year, it's $3 a month. $3 a month for 3,000 sounds is a pretty good deal. Anyway, so science fiction. So I've got a bunch of different, again, I play Starfinder. And so one of the things, we're going to go back. We're going to talk a little bit about licensing here for a second. I love Paizo. And I love that Paizo became a thing with the open gaming license. I just wish Paizo would do their own open gaming license so that we could leverage some of the awesome content verbatim from them instead of having to create synonym. Again, they started with the open gaming license, but they've not kept it going for other content creators who want to leverage their content. And so I've had to rearrange some wording and again wizards of the coast they if you ever look at the ogl i'm always doing like find feature like trying to stay again within that copyright line so if i have a name that exactly matches something that's in DD content that's because it's in the ogl if mm-hmm. it's not then it's not Right. So if there's a sound that sounds like a spell or whatever, but it's not named that, it's because it's not in the open gaming license. But recently, and I released a Jurassic Echoes sound pack, <laughs> thematic sound, and, uh, and that was dinosaurs primarily. And I thought, you know, hey, dinosaurs are cool. And I used to play <laughs> with a, uh, I used to DM a, a Faerun in, in Greyhawk. So actually, we started in Faerun, found a portal, took us to a worth. That was around 2004 for the 40th anniversary of d and I'm like, oh, we got to go back to Greyhawk. So we did that, and and one of my characters picked up a raptor as a companion animal. So I'm like, I've got to do an homage to, to, to him and his raptor. Called him Nad. They like, go, Nad! So I did that. And yeah, so... Structs, I think constructs, there's a lot of, man, I had a lot of fun. And I made over a hundred sound effects specific to constructs, specifically golems. And uh, and golems are one of those things, just undead. Undead seem to be in the genre of TTRPG. So you could play a Western and you're, you're fighting some undead Western because they're just so damn cool. Yeah. Uh, and so the same thing with an inanimate object. And I even made sound effects for that animate constructs spell. So I've got a sound of an attacking rug, for instance. Coins, you drop coins and they fly and then fling across the air and they hit or they miss. Things like that. And so for the future, it's, it, I'm pretty much staying in the wheelhouse of fantasy and science fiction. This year it was was my science fiction, then constructs, then I did comedic elements, which was actually was a comedic release sound pack, and man, it was a lot of fun. Finally, like I incorporated some burps to spells, farts to spells. (laughs) 
it was just a, a real good release for me to put some of that bass humor inject that Excellent. in there so you've got like that wobbling sound and dizzying <laughs> so like you make a, a hit and the stars and it's yeah. just it's fun nice. right not now some people maybe straight laced and they're not interested in comedic sounds but if you're at my table we have a lot of fun. <laughs> i think most people yeah. it's a very cathartic experience being with your friends and you just want to have a good time and that means there's yeah. humor yeah that let's see let me read you through so i said jurassic echoes gadgets and shadows is this month and so i did gadgetry sounds for like the artificer or the gnome or goblin right that does Mm -hmm. that and man did i have a lot of i I know i sound like i'm always making making funds but so here's a, a cryo spray gadget okay Yeah, and so there's, the, like, I made some action sounds, which is like putting a gadget together real quick. With a success, here's an electric shock. Excellent. So, yeah, and then the Way of the Monk is next month, which is awesome because Colby, a.k.a. at Hagiologist, has got a Monkathon, and as he was releasing all of his subclasses for the Monk, I'm like, dude, this is so great. I've got something coming out in July. I can't wait. And so we're like behind the scenes going to work on some collaborative promotion for each other, which is cool. But right now I'm working on next month's or August's, I'm sorry, July. Yeah, August's month. Classical Beasts, which is kind of like those Greek. So I've got like Hippogriffs. I'm going to do Medusa, Pegasus, Unicorn, those classical beasts. Then I'm doing Nature's Wisdom. Disability Inclusion Part 2. So last October, so October is a Disability Awareness Month, so I wanted to incorporate disabled adventure sounds. So if you're in a wheelchair or ambulatory challenged, what would that sound like for your character to have that, that, that disability? And then Suspense and the Macabre, Technological Items. And then last year, I played with 19 Hits the Dragon on a Yuletide special. And I worked with his editor, Teleth, and she was like, man, I need a sound effect for a screaming child in a sackcloth, and I just can't find one. Folks in the audience, you should never (laughs) type into your browser. Don't search for that. They did do it in Discord. So I was like, oh, I could do one. And literally 20 minutes later, I sent, here you go. I sent it in an email and then they used it during the, or for the podcast, but that got me thinking. And so I created 65 Yuletide special sound effects and I put them in the app and I made them (laughs) all free. Wow. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do that every Yuletide. I'm going to, I'm going to put out. And so it's like Santa with a mall. So because in the game, <laughs> Mike had Santa playing with this enormous candy cane and like yep. whacking stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is great. This is perfect. So I've got that. And then next year, I won't read you all of them, but it's, it's similar in the sense that I've got Faye. I've got some alchemy. I'm going to do another minstrel month. I've got elementals. I'm going to do enchanting patronage, which will be a mash between warlock and enchanting spells. Nice. I'm going to try my best to do mounts and vehicles because the there's the G.I. Joe TTRPG. Uh, yes. Oh, my God. Yes, I've got to have – I've got it because I love that as a gro- uh, growing up as a kid. And I'm like, oh, I've got to make – I've got to like just go to town with Jeeps and helicopters and all of that stuff. Then Beneath the Waves and then another disability. Every October I'll do that, keep growing that, and then go back to Magic Items in December. So – I've got themes that I do every single month. I've got it mapped out all the way to the end of 2023. And yeah, it doesn't mean that. And so like I could be working on stuff. I've got one frozen frenzy in January of next year. And that is like ice, icy kind of stuff. And then like barbarian, I've already got sound effects that I've made for that because I'll come across the sound like, Oh, this would be great for whatever. So I'll make it and I'll throw it in a future folder. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that was a long answer. <laughs> no, that, no, that's fantastic. I love that. I, I love that 
for a subscription app that it that your subscription isn't just like buying access to your existing library. You are constantly augmenting the library. How many new sounds do you release? Because you put out monthly releases, you said of, of new sounds I, into the app. I do. Yeah. It ranges. Yeah. It ranges between fifth, like fifty, is my baseline. Yeah. Uh, but then it's hard to stop. <laughs> so. Sure. My uh, my monks are coming out with sixty five sounds. And yeah, it's between fifty and sixty five sounds is per month. And even if you're paying at the five dollars a month level, that's ten cents a sound every month. That is crazy. That uh, that you're putting out that much content on a subscription service. That's that is that inexpensive. It's huge. A, a vast amount of yeah. sound. <laughs> Look at a game. Uh, I'm gonna expound a bit here as a storyteller who didn't ever struggle with finding a voice. And I fashioned myself a little bit like the guy from Police Academy. I make up all kinds of crazy sounds. I make up weird words at various times. You are not like the guy from Police Academy. I'm sorry. I'm not nearly that good. (laughs) And I'm at least two and a half times as wide. But at least. Yeah. But I will say I've never had a fear about doing that. But I talk to a lot of folks through this podcast on various boards who are a bit trepidatious about making sounds coming up with voices and they have great story ideas. Like they will write their story ideas. I'm like, you should be a DM. You got to run that. Stop talking to me about it and run that for someone. Right. And hell run that for me. And, but they all have this built in fear. And I have this strong sense that access to these sounds would help them overcome a major portion of that. They've got the story. They want to create this experience. They don't feel confident in their own abilities to do these things, but yet having something like this could really help them bridge that gap and get to a point where if all I'm doing is the story part of it, and I've got this app to help me with the sounds and the sound effects to help on that immersion piece, I think they would feel a lot more confident in taking that dive into the DM chair, which is strong. And then same thing for players who want who i can't do voices i don't feel like i sound that exciting when i'm swinging the sword if this is a tool that they can do to swing that sword or to cast that spell or to summon that beast then it's a tool that's going to help them with their own level of confidence in this game so they can get that much more out of this game and then enhance that table dare i say make that entire session legendary well placed, sir. Thank you. I do this every now and then. We've made our nickel for the evening. Fantastic. Yeah, I will agree with you. And I have actually leveraged. So there's so much going on for a game master that it's hard sometimes to A, stay in character. And B, if you're playing a bunch of NPCs, to stay in those characters, plural. And I was running last year, I was running. Oh my God, it's Dragon Heist. And so I recorded S in the app itself, and I thought it would just, I couldn't do it with a straight face at the table, but I could do it behind the scenes in preparation for the session. In the of the game. And I just, I couldn't do it with a straight face, but I could do yeah. it, I could play it here or strad's laugh that's that excellent. might be a little easier at the table but i have it recorded now and i can always use it so it's got the same thing i will say one other thing that is beneficial and i never even thought about it but again i'm going to reference Teleth. she's got attention to fit deficit disorder she takes a medication for it. but one of the things that they told me is that this app helps them stay focused because it has all of the things that their character can do in an encounter. And the fact that when you are doing your scenario, okay, and you don't know if you're going to hit or miss. So here's an example, because I did a one with Teleth and four other people for Starfinder. They were all brand new to it, but I'm asked them we had session zero we i went through the app we i made some suggested sound effects for or sound scenarios they built them then the next night we got together and played the session and everybody used the app so i would say okay to hit you would need an 18 or whatever number put it in here we go okay 18 
That was a success. I didn't type in success. I didn't roll. I just put the number in, hit the auto roll, and it gives me the math. It says that nice. I rolled at 18. My modifier was 8. The result was uh, 27. My hit dice were 2d6 plus 1d8, and I got 11 on those. My modifier was 4. Oh, sorry, 11 on the first die roll, 4 on the second, plus 3. So it gives Excellent. me my math if I ever wanted to say, oh, well, what did you do for radiant damage? Oh, that was in my 1d8 die. So I'm able to say, okay, 4 is radiant and 11 is slashing. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it does that math for you. But I, some people love their dice. There's a lot of dice goblins out there. So I want, it's, I'm going to have three ways. I'll have e-dice, I'll have Bluetooth dice, and I'll have the swift roll capability for anybody who loves their own dice. Nice. Yeah, I am. I'm a dice goblin, and I still buy them. But I typically, because I play almost exclusively virtually, will roll will roll via D and D Beyond or dice roller, and that is strictly because one regular dice hate me, even though I love them. It's a terribly <laughs> one sided relationship. It is. Uh, it is. I've been abused You're by this abusive, relationship yes. for most of my life, and uh, it's a shame. But I keep coming back. I can't quit them. They had me at hello. Yes, that is two Jerry Maguire references in one sentence. Oh, goodness. <laughs> but uh, show me the dice. Three. Three. I just killed myself. I actually had to yeah, stop yeah. for a second. Yeah, Terrible yeah. radio form when you tell a joke so good, you stop yourself. Bring it back. Bring, yeah. it, bring it back. <laughs> so I typically roll. Over here. Yeah, so professional, I'm unprofessional. It's crazy. I typically roll online most of the time now, but. I'm going to a live convention. I'm going to be breaking out my big dice box, and I'll be rolling. Good. Uh, bring my look, sound look, off and bring a Bluetooth speaker. If, you use, if you're using the app at the table and you're looking to use it real time, meaning something just happened at the table, and you go into the sound gallery and you start typing in the word for it, that moment is already gone. Yeah. To really use this app is to be pre-create your scenarios. It's Have you ever created a character at the table while the DM is trying to explain what's going on? You're in the town, you're doing this, or whatever, and you're like, you're looking through the rule book, you're choosing this, you're rolling. You're, you can't split your time between you. Yeah. You're either in the moment or you're preparing. So the best way to do this is to prepare, is to spend the time building out your scenarios in advance, make them match the characters, make them match the NPCs, make them match the monsters, create icons for them, group them. And, and if you need help, reach out to me. I would love to make sure that you feel successful at this. Yep. My, my hope is I've got a set of bad guys that I'm going to use and my hope is to really focus in on getting their actions in place so that when we get into the combat scenarios I can run that and then expand from there so awesome. they start with one set of bad guys and move forward as I go throughout things so I can have okay so I've got these set of actions ready to go so I can just hit those I don't want to be coming up with a lot of stuff on the fly because as you said if you got to look for it the moment's gone you need to be in the moment it's uh, true. Especially at a live table. There's a lot of things you can fix it in post on a podcast or, or an actual play <laughs> on air, as I learned. Early on, I'll say that my players felt, because it was so new to them, they felt that it was forced. Because it's a different way to play, like leveraging sound effects. It doesn't feel natural when you're first starting out. You've got to just get accustomed to it. Anything that's changed, anything that's new is going to feel like that. And that the other thing that is a little counterintuitive to some game master styles is to actually tell your players what is the number for success. The app requires that. Interestingly enough, I did pick up on that, and I'm glad you mentioned it because it was something that I forgot to circle back to. I played a, a number of tables where it's, like, oh, you have to guess. I don't want to tell you. There's limited value in not knowing what that success is. It doesn't actually change the dice. It can alter it to some extent somebody's perception of difficulty. But at the end of the day, if you are following some of the tips and techniques that we recommend here at Tabletop Journeys, which is vary your terrain, 
create different scenarios, knowing that AC doesn't help much because I'm frequently going to put them behind cover. I'm frequently going to add other complications. If they're surrounded, I consider that to be, in some cases, partial cover, at least by a factor of two on the AC in the 5e equivalent games. There are so many different things that I put into my typical combat encounters. It is very rarely you're in a field and you're fighting against a guy who's in a field uh, and everything's flat and everything's relatively easy terrain. There's so many different factors that, Yeah. no, I don't care if somebody knows the AC or not. Generally, they figure it out. It, It doesn't take but three people attacking a creature before somebody figures out because somebody missed it, somebody hit it, and somebody critted. That's it. One of those things happened. As soon as that happens, you've got your range narrowed. And a part of that is me. I played a lot of blackjack in my time. I can narrow down the cards very quickly. So me saying something up front doesn't phase me as a storyteller at all. Uh, So I'm glad you brought that up so other storytellers know that. Don't worry about it. If they know the AC, let them know the AC. Yeah. I do have advantage or disadvantage. We had that built in. So that rule can be supported. That's also fun if you're using the electronic die. Christian, our time is up for this evening. So please let our listeners know how can they find my sound delve? How can they download it? And how can they start using it at their table? Awesome. I am my sound delve at Twitter and I'm just shy of 800 followers. So I'd like to see that that number grow. Sure. I am in the app store for Apple and, and Google play. Just type in my sound delve. I have a Facebook page that my, my wife mostly runs and uh, Insta also all just my sound delve. I wanted a name that really wasn't confused with anything else. And so that's where I landed. And uh, I'm my sound delve at gmail.com. And I do take sound suggestions. Brilliant. I, I need to go ahead and check out the uh, the Monkathon also. I, I'd heard rumor of it, but hadn't actually, I could never actually catch it on Twitter. Thank you very much for coming on here tonight. This has been a fabulous discussion. I love talking about the intersection of role-playing games that I love and technology that I love and obviously sound and music and everything like that is a fantastic, fantastic bridge for both of us also. We really, uh, really appreciate you taking some time to go ahead and talk with us. We will uh, obviously... Uh, send out whatever we can to go ahead and help you boost up that Twitter account and get more subscribers on this platform because it's fantastic. And with the, especially with Thank the changes you. that you're talking about, uh, we're really looking forward to where this is going to be going over and, next year. And I'll tell you, all I did was use a microphone, a Bluetooth speaker, and my phone. I didn't do anything special. So if those sounds came across well enough tonight, they're going to yeah. do this the same if you're playing Roll20 or yeah. any other virtual table with your buds. Before we cut out, I just want to read a quote from your webpage because it's a brilliant quote that I think just needs to be really celebrated. This is from Brian, a Lord of Nerdium. I was worried this app replaced my dice, but I found that I still use them for non-combat roles. I don't mind auto-rolling because once I made my scenarios, my sound elves makes combat super fast, and the sounds are great. Plus, I get to play more. That's such a great quote. I'm glad you put it there. Thank you very much, Christian, and thank you, Brian, Lord of Nerdium for that brilliant quote. <laughs> Go check out my sound elf. Go check out the vast library of sounds that he has available to you for super low subscription cost. Absolutely worth the money. We will talk to you next week. Until then, hope you enjoy your week and uh, we'll talk to you then. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Thank you for joining us. This has been Tabletop Journeys. We would love to hear your feedback on our show today. Join us at www.ttjourneys.com where you can subscribe to the blog to leave comments and see all the content that we publish beyond the podcast. You can also stay in touch by subscribing to our Twitter, at TT Journeys, by joining our Facebook group, Tabletop Journeys, or by sending an email directly to podcast at ttjourneys.com. And remember, if you want early access to all of our episodes, a chance to drop dice with your favorite hosts, and maybe even appear in one of our actual plays, you can join our Patreon to help support the show at patreon.com forward slash tt journeys you're listening to us on stitcher itunes podchaser spotify or audible we would appreciate it if you would like and subscribe to the podcast on that platform full episodes come out every week on saturdays and every tuesday features our actual play episodes thank you for listening and for being a part of our growing community and in the words of another traveler along our path we bid you shade and sweet water